You were giving me like um, post-apocalyptic. Yeah, prepper vibes. Yeah, prepper. We've moved yeah, on from that. Yeah, yeah, we moved yeah. on. That's good. Yeah. Okay, and now you're a Buddhist, so that's good. And now I'm a Buddhist, so I feel like... <laughs> Hello, welcome, or welcome back to Photo Slut. I am Laura Lam Mallet. I am a photographic artist, educator, and full-time photo slut. So she could be a meal at one point. She's a rabbit pie. Wait, that wasn't Irish. I read a book about bunnies recently. Oh my God. It's called Bunny, but it's fiction and it's New England dark academia. So I think you'd love it. I love dark academia. I tried to make that my aesthetic. Yeah. You should read some books in that world. You're going to mention something in a minute, which is related to my love of dark academia, but I'm going to wait for you to mention it before I interject. Okay. Okay, well... Story of my life. Claire Tillikens is an American-Irish photographer. She has a Bachelor of Science in Environmental Design from the University of Massachusetts Amherst and is a... It says currently a candidate, but I'm going to say has a Master of Arts in Photography from the University of the West of England. Agreed. The first half of this season, let's call it a season of podcasting, yeah. is the University of the West of England alumni heavy... That's a good thing. Yeah, it is. It's a strong yeah. school. Well, I mean, as it should be. Listen, I don't hang out with shit photographers, so absolutely not. You're you know? the best of the best. So I'm, I only like the creme de la creme. So your latest visual work focuses on ancestral law, transnationalism, and Catholicism. That the critique up. of Catholicism or Catholicism? Catholicism. Okay. Um, you've had a lot of press. Well, you did have a lot of press. I did have a lot of press <laughs> <laughs> at one point in my life. Including um, Hot Potato, Shout Out Nisha, uh, Royal Photographic Society, Bristol 24-7, C41, Photo Monitor, Ain't Bad, Paper Journal, and the BJP. I've been around the block. You've been around the block. Um, but that's Spectra, all wicked. Spectra Poets, actually, in my writing phase. That's another one to add, I guess. And the talk as well. The talk. Will you talk about the talk? I can talk about the talk. Mm. Uh, that was when I uh, was an orator. It was mm. really fun. I channeled Churchill and his speaking styles, um, I'd like to think. Cool. That was in Amsterdam. It was. The University of Amsterdam and the Mertens Institute. Mm. And that was part of a conference about the heritageization of religion. And it was very academic. I would say I was probably the only artiste speaking, which artiste. was really fun. It was just mm. like... A nice breath of fresh air for them. Were you whimsical? I was very whimsical. Mm, good. I would say. Um, manic pixie, if you will. Um, manic pixie. And it was a photo essay. I was presenting my photo yeah. essay on live streams of Irish masses. Sublime. Finding the sublime online. Yeah. And yeah, it was just basically how how I was experiencing the religion that I was raised in um, through the internet, uh, basically, um, and how I was looking at basically public security cameras. And this was like before the pandemic, like many years ago. What was it called? Instacam. Insta I remember yeah, Instacam. Instacam. That was exciting. It was really exciting. It was just like, what's happening? Like Big brother. Big brother. But it was just like, 
also nothing. It was just kind mm, of mm. showing different parts of the world at very mu- the mundane, basically. I like to watch um, the webcams from the is it the Monterey Aquarium? Have you ever seen those? I would love to see. It's that. Amazing. Monterey, like California. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they have like a jellyfish cam. Oh, I just watch it. Divine. It's, oh, exactly. So or so like good. a bakery in Bordeaux mm. or like a laundromat in St. Petersburg or something. <laughs> like it's just a laundromat. A laundromat. And then when you filter by Ireland, it was just churches. That's classic. So or like pub fronts. And it was just like people bopping around and all the different qualities um of the camera and um just like how beautiful the churches were and just being able to surf around and see the different styles and architecture and the clerical fashion like it was just we love the clerical fashion the clerical fashion is everything the pomp the ritz the glam i just loved it it. it's camp it's camp yeah and it was just like seeing the religion in a different way that made me appreciate it hold on we did just just say about not getting cancelled and straight away i've said catholicism is camp Am I out already? Absolutely not. Okay. That's that's con- confirmed. Agreed. Confirmed. confirmed. Nice pun. Confirmed. It's confirmed. Oh my God. <laughs> I've been confirmed. Finally. I've waited a long time to be confirmed. Um, <laughs> Wait, have you been confirmed? No. Okay. It's not too late. My dad was confirmed. As but he then, should be. But then I was telling someone the other day about, I think it was, yeah, about um, when Honey, my sister, mm. had her naming day. And we stood in a in a field, and she was blessed by the fairy queen. I'm so jealous. Yeah, and she had she had parents of the north, south, east, and the west, and we all took offerings what? like oak leaves and honey, because yeah, honey, um, and flowers, and and somebody who was invited broke their toe before a couple of days before the ceremony, so he he arrived on a ride on lawnmower. Oh my god! Wait, but. But the oak, <laughs> the oak leaf makes sense because oak is a very sacred tree. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. To the druids. Yeah, it was beautiful. We had a singing bowl, and then we went back to the house and we ate um, a river trout. I think. Ooh, it was fat, is that a fatty fish? Maybe. And then we had a sleeping bag race. Not so on brand, Ooh, but it was fun. I'm used to the potato sack. Race. Yeah, potato Same sack, thing. sleeping bag. Yeah, but no, it was really nice, and there was no. There was no right or wrong because there was no religion involved, which I thought was quite interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, that there was makes no sense. expectation. Yeah, it was like neutral. Yeah, we were ad libbing, you know. Very cool. The only reading that I did, or one of the few readings we did, uh, was a passage from Winnie the Pooh. You're going to be an amazing guest, but you have the similar problem to me, which is, you know, chaos needs a container. It really does. Yeah, we need structure. We yeah. need structure. We need discipline. We can't record for six hours. No. Because... Well, it's Lent, so it's a season of discipline. Oh. So I will help. What have you given it... up for Lent? Well, I haven't officially given it up because I realized how ingrained it is in my brain and mm. being so black and white can be challenging. Yeah. But I started out saying I wanted to give up cursing. But it just comes out. And I'm like, but cursing is different to using vulgar language, yes. True. I guess I'm trying to do both. So don't say Jesus Christ, but you can say Does that count? You can you can't for you can't say fucking hell. No. I think what say, the hell is fine. No, because that's cursing. <gasps> cursing is religious. Oh no. Using vulgar language is like fuck that bitch. Okay, yeah. I'm but, trying not to do that. Okay. So yeah, that's I mean, um, I I do say that these 
podcast episodes are explicit on Apple Podcasts. So that's fine. So you know, but yeah, discipline. So discipline. Rolling it back. Pull it so in. We'll we'll keep it structured. Nice. So three sources of inspiration. Correct. Correct. Okay. So number unconventional one, unconventional inspiration. Unconventional. Yes. Yeah. Important to emphasize that. Correct. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is duhus.ie. I think I'm pronouncing that correct. The second thing is uh, ambiance videos on YouTube. Yes. Great one. And the third topic is the labor of the months. Yeah. And that is uh, a theme in medieval and renaissance art. Can you hear that? Is that the fridge? Sounds like interference. Is it the FBI? <laughs> They're bugging us. The feds. I don't really hear it, I don't think. Stop now. Okay. I moved the mic. Suspicious. Oh my god. <sighs> Doohus.ie. Yes. So that is the website mm. for the National Folklore Collection of Ireland which is run by the University College Dublin. Mm -hmm. And basically, it's primary source material, um, all online. And it's basically documenting the oral tradition of Ireland. So in the 30s, um, there was the Irish Folklore Commission. Mm And it was run, I think, mainly by like these two guys and they set out across Ireland to capture, um, yeah, Irish tradition. Mm. So Verbally. Yes, but then they were recording it, like like writing it down basically um, to preserve the oral tradition because again, like if that's just spoken, like you want to read it in writing. I'm going to just add for context that I sort of semi-asked you to bring this one. Yes. Because you mentioned it at the beginning of the MA. I did. And why were you looking into this sort of stuff? Well, I am a dual citizen and of the US and Ireland. So I think moving to Europe and living here under my Irish passport was just a very interesting experience you know Mm. like it my like legally my american citizenship didn't matter here at all yeah everything i was doing was under my irish passport and i think that that experience makes you want to investigate more and Mm. you're like okay i'm living here as an irish citizen like i i i'm like looking back into my past more and this like country that i am like identified with and um it enables me to live in these places like Mm. i think it was just like a natural investigation yeah and for my work i just i think yeah i was just turning towards my culture and i just wanted to understand the past more Mm. and understand how people made sense of their past and their local environments i feel like i could say this probably every two minutes for the rest of this podcast which is I'm so interested in your infusion of old times and ultra new techie 
life. Oh, yeah. Because you, you know, even the way you sort of present yourself is very like, I don't know how to describe it, sort of like utilitarian, like mm-hmm. industrial new wave that's the vibe mm-hmm. and you're interested in like you know these cameras and these ambience videos that are viewed through youtube and you know you work in tech that's your day job yeah mm-hmm. and this is married with this you know live by the fire you know <laughs> the earth yeah yeah the pe- range yeah exactly you know uh, and I'm, I'm we're going to talk about that a little bit more in detail yeah. but i want to preface that for people maybe that don't know you yeah so like neo medieval mm. vibes meets. and also can i also mention that predominantly as a photographer you shoot digital i do and you shoot with a harsh flash harsh flash baby Which, i've actually moved away from the flash recently but yeah okay. but that's like again it's that anti-aesthetic anti-aesthetic which is really interesting and and of everyone i know you are the person who doesn't do things by coincidence. <laughs> I really believe that. You That's know. true. Everything is thought out. Yeah, it's planned. Yeah. I like the control. Yeah, in a good way. In a good yeah. Way. Um, it's not very serendipitous. It's so, intentional. Yeah, so this marriage between mm-hmm. lo-fi and, you know, mm-hmm. lo-fi. Can we call medieval people lo-fi? Yeah, I guess it's lo-fi. They're lo-fi. Um, yeah, I love the... peasant fi I love the marriage of old world and new world and kind of making sense of the future and present by understanding the past more. Mm. I think there's so much to be learned about the current state by looking towards the past and Mm. feeling a sense of historical continuity, I think is very grounding. Yeah. I look towards the past to help make sense of now, basically. Through? Through. Reading? I would say, yeah, reading. You're a big reader. I do love to read. You gave me some books when you left Bristol and like they were ultra annotated. Yeah, I love to highlight. It took me so long to peel all the post-it notes out of Cultural Sniping by Joe Spence. Oh my God, I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. I I lent it to a student and I I didn't want to like indoctrinate them with anything in particular. So I had to pull out all the highlights. I mean, that makes sense. You want to give them the blank slate. There were a lot of highlights. Yeah, I really like to underline a highlight because it just, I just love going back at a book and Mm. then reading what stood out to me at the time. Have you always been interested in being knowledgeable? I guess I just, I never really thought about it. Mm. I just love to deep dive into topics. And yeah, I guess I'm very bookish, but that only came about, I think, in undergrad. Okay. I guess. But I guess that's kind of long ago now and we're kind of eight. It's another life, you know. Yeah. Um okay, so Duhus. Duhus, yeah. Okay. So Duhus is comprised of three main collections. Right. So the first one's called the main collection, and then there's the school collection, and then there's the photographic collection. So the main collection was what was gathered in the thirties and Basically, it's just it was like these two guys, mostly, I think, who went around to people and then also some famous storytellers. And they, yeah, they were just scared about the loss of tradition and wanting to preserve everything. So their subject areas included settlements and dwellings, um, livelihood and household support, communications and trade, the community, human life, nature, folk medicine, time, popular belief, mythological tradition historical tradition, religious tradition, 
popular. A lot of tradition. A lot of tradition return with a V. Um, popular oral literature and sports and pastimes. And then the school's collection is where my volunteer experience comes into play. Okay. So that's about 800,000 pages of folklore and tradition gathered by kids from primary or if you're American elementary schools. Um, so about like 5,000 schools. And basically this was between 1937 and 1939. And it was under the, the direction of the Irish Folklore Commission. And basically they went to teachers mm. and said like, here's the topic for the week or the month or whatever. Um, you tell the students what to collect. So the topic could be like, riddles or um, riddles (laughs) riddles or like weather lore or something very specific Uh and they would go to the elders in their community or neighbors and say like hey what do you know about this topic and they would get them to write down everything they knew about it and they would hand it into the teacher and then this would be part of the collection so i love that they did it in irish and english as well which is really cool okay and I focus on like the English stories. Is Irish Gaelic? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Gaelic is like kind of the tree, and Ar- Irish is a branch of that tree. So there's one, okay. There's like Scottish. Yeah. Welsh, yeah, yeah. 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 So I learned that from my YouTube video. Good job. Thank You're you. Studying. Thank you. So yeah. So basically, then they scanned all of these pages, and then that's just a static image, right? So right. my job, or you know, any of the volunteers' job, was to then type out the words so it would make it more accessible so you can search and then also read just like a text transcription if it was you know mm, the handwriting mm, varies mm, so much mm, yeah so then you can search by like keywords and then just like easily read it are you still doing that no because they fully it's, transcribed the english oh, pages oh okay i did it for about a year and a half yeah but and now all the english pages have been transcribed how much work did you do in that year and a half <sighs> i actually don't know the exact amount but Upwards of 100 pages, I would say. Wow, okay. Yeah. And it was just so fun. Yeah. It was just incredible to read. And, you know, what's so amazing about this as well is, like, Google search is trash. (laughs) So mark my words. Like, it's all you see on the top results now are just, you know, SEO, Mm. ad. Like, Mm. it's just optimized for this very specific purpose by these like rich companies that have money to spend and you can't find good information authentic information. authentic yeah. yeah exactly that's the difference like you just see this like corporate jargon who they mm. just want clicks it's very um warped um so anytime i'm like searching for something i want to know about i'll do like reddit after or something <laughs> or like i search oh, in twitter no. i know okay yeah well, twitter yes or twitter but um reddit's okay but basically uh, no, that is true I, I have been on reddit for quite yeah. a few times but with duhas like there's certain things that i know about that only come up on duhas there's nothing else on google yeah. that talks about this so for instance the bohalan flower i can't find any anything about that the only like i don't even i think i asked my dad how to spell it but the only thing that came up about that was on duhas same with the word guggering guggering potatoes there's nothing about that what does guggering mean it's like a, a specific mechanism to plant the potato crop i don't know my okay. dad used to do guggering potatoes and he was like oh, it's wow. not googling claire which is funny claire guggering guggering potatoes oh, guggering, guggering. yeah 
So again, like it's like this really specific information that isn't mm. documented anywhere else on the internet except for duhas, which is like it just so shows the value of that. Like these yeah. very specific things that haven't been captured um, have now been captured and you can now find out about it mm. if you search on duhas. Um, and who runs duhas? So the University College of Dublin. Right, okay. Um, and so, yeah, so subjects there, similar to what I said before. Um, yeah. Trades and crafts. I mean, there's food, recipes, proverbs, legends, everything. And which is, which brings me to the next topic is like you can search by people's names. So I was just looking at St. Bridget. St. Bridget. That's you. There's a lot about St. Bridget. Yeah. yeah St. Bridget had it tough. Did she? It seems like she had it tough. Well, I mean, there's St. Bridget. I mean, there's Bridget, the, the pagan goddess, and then there's St. Bridget. But St. Bridget is essentially the Christianization of the pagan goddess. I've got St. Bridget of Kildare. Yeah. So she was like, the, she found at the Abbey and she was the daughter yeah. of like a a druid maybe. And then, I kept this in my arsenal, but... Mm -hmm. I did say that I found out something that I wanted to share. Please tell me. St. Patrick was English. Was he? Yeah. So apparently he was kidnapped. This is what I've heard. He was kidnapped at 16. That's young. And taken to Ireland. And then he didn't know where he wanted to be. But I mean, unless I was sort of told lies, but... So then he uh, yeah, really Yeah, Patrick was born at the end of the Roman rule in Britain. His birthplace is not known. But yeah, he he was nicked and 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 yeah, he went over. Well, maybe he became one of us. Um, but wait, hold on. I I did I mention that I wanted you for this because of St. Patrick's Day. This you is did. going out St. St. Patty's Day. What an honor. What an honor. But to be honest, it it St. Bridget's taking the throne now because Really? Yeah, I mean, she's also the patron saint of Ireland and she's more of a big deal. She's a bigger deal than St. Patrick in Ireland. Women's rights. Yeah, but also just the St. Bridget's cross like that is a staple of every Irish household. Like St. Bridget's Day is legit. And it's the first year. I read about that actually, St. Yeah. Bridget's Cross. And it's the first, this year was the first year that they made St. Bridget's Day a public holiday. Love that. So it can be a late St. Bridget's Day. When is St. Well. Bridget's Day? It was February 1st. Yeah, it was the feast, the feast day. Yeah, that's halfway between um, winter solstice and spring equinox, if I'm Love correct. that um but yeah she's my girl that's my middle name yeah so, it is it is yeah. she she didn't die until she was 74 she smashed it she was crushing it for that you know for that yeah. time that is yeah and um she did a lot wow yeah but yeah so there's a lot about saint bridget's day pastimes and celebrations uh, on duhas and like what you do the night before like um yeah you make saint bridget's crosses and then you mm. often leave a like a scarf or a piece of cloth in your windowsill mm. overnight so she blesses it and then you can use that for uh like healing purposes and oh, luck wow. and stuff like that and there's many different styles of bridget crosses that you can weave from rushes so some styles vary like for certain rooms or or um like settlements so you can have a specific type for like for instance the buyer which is the cow shed right you could do one type of bridges across there um and also it's just regional as well some regions do different variations on them now as much as i'm i'm not talking about photography but i am talking about photography on this can we 
can we talk about your sort of I feel like when when I met you or when I knew when I knew you in another life um you were making overseas Mm -hmm. okay so can you tell us about that because I feel like we're always in danger of thinking 10 steps ahead so can you lay the foundations for us of overseas yeah of course so overseas was a project that I made from 2018 to 2020 yeah pretty much yeah um and that's what put me on the photography radar it was an exploration of (laughs) diaspora yes yeah yeah diaspora um irish diaspora irish diaspora and um my experience with that so it looked at where I'm from in Ireland and where I'm from in New York Mm. and then a little bit of my in-between experience in kind of Europe, let's just say. Let's say. So my past, um, like where I come from, Ireland, New York, where I grew up, and then being outside of both of those places and what Irish is is like. I, I looked at my ancestral home, which was where my paternal grandmother lived and then when she passed away it was just it's just in her family now Mm. and it's in the least populated county of ireland Mm. and then i shot a lot around my parents house yeah grew up um on long island and then kind of not being specific to place in my current life um and photographs that don't relate to a specific place it's so interesting that they're so intentional but Mm. but they've got this real sort of cowboy-esque way which i think is yeah extremely difficult to create inauthentically amen amen something that maybe i'd thought about before but not properly until just then when you were speaking which is you were sort of in between these two places and and rather selfishly I do want to mention that the reason that we sort of maybe became close friends and, and sort of bonded was because we had this sort of we were all going through something at this sort of similar period in time and maybe perhaps I was aware of you know what you were going through but not not so you know it wasn't at the forefront of my mind and now I'm looking at this work and I'm thinking that you were creating work about two different homes and you were in neither of them and you were creating this work and sharing this work with people who were completely detached from your situation yes and didn't know anything about that or weren't connected to it and I think that that's very I don't know did you find it cathartic yeah, that's a great synopsis. Couldn't they go bam. better? Thank you. Laura. That's why they pay me the big bucks, baby. <laughs> she really gets me. I feel seen. She gets me. Oh, thank you for describing it so succinctly. Thank you. But yeah, exactly. I think. I think. That's why Berlin made a lot of sense because mm. it was a lot of people in a similar situation to me. Like we're all outside of our yeah our native lands. And it's kind of like a big orphanage. <laughs> and then being in England. I thought England, you were going to say orifice. <laughs> well, relevant, well. <laughs> um, to the place. But yeah, exactly. I think n- none of you guys, I guess, have 
had been through something like that. Yeah. So um, it was very cathartic. Yeah. yeah. But I, you guys were so supportive. It, it's not I like tried. you. It's not like you had to have gone through that um, to understand or like to get it. Um, mm. And I think the MA is an orphanage in a different way. <laughs> well, yeah. But I also I also think about the fact that you know there were a lot of things that you know we took the piss out of you for being an american that's true and which was so weird because we were so aware of the trauma that you were going through <laughs> you guys really got we like who's this who's this yank you're laying it on me but it, it's it, maybe i don't out know out of love yeah maybe mm. you've sort of found refuge in our way of showing affection yeah no it made sense like yeah. i was like okay, this is british culture yeah yeah I, it's I like that. it's what it's like to have multiple homes and mm. and different national identities and the marriage between them and um how they manifest and how mm. identity is maintained so yeah that was overseas basically yeah and what do your family think of it if they've seen it yeah they like it yeah okay I think, I mean, my parents are a little disconnected from the art world. So, you surprised me. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, but they appreciated it, yeah, and they respected it. There is never a time in my life where I will see a picture of boy and my heart doth not stop. He's really a catch, isn't he? God, isn't he? God, isn't he? You know? <laughs> Lucky me. I know. Yeah, it's a to deepen the layers and then yeah get married to someone who's not from any of these countries yeah yeah and 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 that was a that was i suppose that goes hand in hand with me asking about your parents we're not getting into that but there was friction yes yeah yeah yes. um i remember the first time me and mike saw boy like it was yesterday and he was dropping me to school yeah it like, was outside the out phoenix like yeah. my little escort and you were like who is that i turned to michael and i said who the fuck is that? <laughs> Shout out to my gorgeous Dutch husband. I, can I express my utter surprise that you haven't put Luke's kickboxing gloves on yet? My karate. I was going to say, that's your yeah, vibe. Yeah. Absolutely. Last um, time I spoke to you, no, not last time I spoke to you, we were on a coach and you told me that how you were going to get some silk Mai Tai shorts. Yeah, I have a bunch. Oh my god. It's such a look. I love martial arts, sparring. Mm. I have a black belt in Tang Soo Do, Korean martial art, and my limbs are basically lethal weapons. So, now I only mentioned this 17 times in a conversation, but I do go cold water swimming and doing something like that. This is the only thing I can relate to martial arts. I my whole life I've hate not hated, but I've been unhappy with my body size right i mean like, oh, no bubbly you know when people say bubbly that's fat and funny Bub i get called bubbly really yeah it's oh. like high spirits when i'm cold water swimming i am so blessed to be a little chubster my organs are protected they are nested and nuzzled and yeah, grateful absolutely like i'm not getting kidney failure no absolutely way. not i've got two double cheeseburgers that are keeping them absolutely snug as a bug in a rug it's like, a good it's a good thing to be in mm. that circumstance if, if a boat keels over and i'm out in the water i'm out living anyone i don't yeah. need to be on the door with jet from titanic like it's i mean the chef of the titanic was drunk off whiskey that's why he survived right that will help there too. you go well i am a fat alcoholic so talking of drunks 
drunk. Yeah, talking of drunks and places where they imbibe. Correct. I love the word imbibe. There's a drinks magazine in Britain called Imbibe and I love it. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, imbibe. So my second topic, ambiance videos on YouTube. Yeah. You know, it's not just about the noise, but Mm. it's about the sense of place. Absolutely. You're talking my language. Yep. So... I would say, like, I guess I can list off my top favorite ones. So yeah. number one is... Give, a, give me a tiny bit more background on this because sure. I know what you're talking about. Okay, sure, Some people sure, might sure. not. So it's basically playing a video on your computer or a TV yeah. screen that's... They're usually at least an hour long. Yeah. And usually they're 3D. Yeah. And... It's a place, an atmosphere, a yeah. world, yeah, if you will, yeah, and the respective sounds, audio that would reflect that world, yeah, and it's meant to be in the background, basically, while you do whatever you want to do, yeah, you know, read, write, do your homework. You're just really immersed in a world. Mm, I guess the mm. visuals matter as well. Um, Give me a top. Okay, so number one, Fireplace Sounds, Medieval Tavern Inn, Ambiance. Number two, Powerful Alpha Waves, Healing, Deep Relax, Meditation. Actually, okay, I don't know. There's a big jump between those two. I was going to say, maybe that's not number two. We'll get back to it. But another one is um, Relaxing, Walk Across Skyrim, Ambient Music and Sounds. And then Halo, Infinite peaceful music and immersive scenes so you also are a lot about video games yeah which is so funny because i'm terrible at video games and i never really played video games and i tried to get into video games mm. but just casually walking around and then being forced to fight all of a sudden and the music change and it gets really stressful i'm just really bad at that and That's i don't so like that but i love the world of video games and the narrative and the storytelling yeah and basically these ambiance videos of video games i get the best of those worlds yeah so like in relaxing walker house skyrim it's just all the good parts of it with no fighting so you'll still hear conversations and they'll go to the tavern there Mm. and they'll be like doing. i don't need to tell you that your your reluctance to engage in fighting is throw back to what we were talking sort of about earlier friction and mm-hmm. sense of belonging and, you know. exactly like, am i dr phil i think maybe we're <laughs> getting into that but yeah it's like i don't need that in my life right no, now. no i i agree completely and right now i'm going through a phase of my life where i have to walk into the living room and watch the future father of my children when during lockdown luke was playing um bioshock 2 which uh, this sort of links. I've got like five thousand things I want to say. At I the haven't same heard time. of this game. Okay, so it's like you're underwater. But wh- when I was working in a pub back in the day, uh, I I became hyper fixated on steampunk aesthetics. Steampunk, I know. And I was really into like Victorian fish tanks. Do you know what Victorian fish tanks are like? I need to see. Yeah, and I really love this this sort of. Have you ever been to the palm houses in Kew Gardens? No. They're like big Victorian greenhouses. You know, this idea of like atriums and well, exactly. the underwater. And yeah, and maximalism. Yeah, maximalism is... Yeah. Also, maximalism is gone in photography. 
Yeah, but I love maximalism. Yeah, I'm making a list of that. things that aren't cool in photography anymore. Mm-hmm. So that I'm trying to like rekindle. Maximalism is one of them. Impartiality. Everyone's impartial. I yeah, want to bring back lame. opinions. Oh, yeah. Opinions. Ah, opinions That's the matter. way forward. Correct. And what was the other one? Oh, loving something. Did you hear the episode with Mike? I did, yeah. Where he's talking about loving something is juvenile. Yeah, exactly. Seen as juvenile. That's so true, isn't no, it? No, you need to be obsessive. Yeah, of course. So. <laughs> and commit it. Back to the ambience videos. Yeah, so sense of place. I think, yeah, maximalism. I think there's something about background noise and white noise mm. that is comforting absolutely especially when you're in a place that doesn't really feel like your home yeah it gives you i don't know some there's something really soothing about them and i think especially with (laughs) fireplace sounds medieval tavern and ambience you hear it sounds like conversations yeah but you don't hear the words yeah so it sounds like there's people talking Mm -hmm. in a third place yeah which are so important and like this community feeling yeah which sounds kind of dark if you're like oh my god you're trying to microdose that when you're alone at home but it's like no i i agree there is this there's this idea of like this you know shedding of responsibility but still belonging to something and i've spoken about this before but one of the reasons that i really love watching and i i say about eastenders is i love returning to these familiar settings Mm -hmm. that require nothing from me yes you know and i feel at home in them and everything is you know they always say people with anxiety re-watch the same programs i've just finished watching the office the whole way through for what the sixth time maybe no way i do that Yeah. yeah and it's and it's because we don't want the unexpected and it's the same with the fighting we don't want the the unknown to come and get us wow so we just reiterate you know the same thing and and um i like watching terrestrial telly Mm -hmm. because the choice is taken out of my hands i watch what's on the tv guide it's faded yeah that's it and the other thing is when i'm feeling really uh not low i don't think low is the right word but when i'm feeling a little bit discombobulated i love to go to retail parks and i know you might touch on this sort of stuff but yes. it's familiar surroundings and I'm in a crowd, but I'm alone. Okay. And I'll have really meaningful, meaningless conversations with like cashiers. But we have this really beautiful moment where she'll be like, especially in Bristol where, you know, everyone's an absolute babe. They're like, all right, my lover, you having a good day? You know, people are friendly. They really, oh, sweetheart, darling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's something and so... It's nostalgic and it's yes. it's welcoming, but they don't want anything from me. No, they don't expect anything. No, yes, no. and that gets into what I also want to talk about is Mallsoft, yeah, the genre, and the yeah. videos that go with Mallsoft music. So Mallsoft is just a subgenre of vaporwave and it's about and nostalgia is a huge part of that yeah. and consumerism mm. but like basically just the atmosphere of nostalgia malls isn't it and, yeah. yeah malls from a time when we were young and going to the mall and feeling like again i guess the mall is a third a third place yeah where you meet people you hang out i mean you used to meet your friends there yeah. as well as a kid of course but even those interactions mm. with retail workers who call you pet names. Yeah. It's just. But what's, where do you think the cross is over to this idea of the liminal space? The liminal space. Yeah, because. Because that's when it becomes sinister, isn't it, really? Yeah, well, it's like a, a liminal space. 
is Does everywhere it have and to nowhere. Be sin- sinister, yeah. It's kind of for me. It's, it's a waiting room, yeah. Or, yeah. or they're like portals. Yeah, to something unexpected. Yeah, you know? the airport is a liminal space. I think there's a big celebration of this idea of the liminal in photography. Mm-hmm. You know, they love the sort of the unease. Yeah, because there's something nice about a liminal space but there's an element of, of othering i think yeah you know, for sure yeah and kind of the tension uh. between those two uh. um and yeah i guess like i can get into then alpha waves and delta waves um what the hell yeah so basically i guess this relates to the more the audio aspect of the ambiance videos but yeah so a type of ambiance videos that i like um and these are more geared towards when I meditate. So mm. um, basically alpha waves help you enter in a flow state. Um, I'm really interested. Sorry to mess up your flow there, but have you listened to the Blind Boy podcast about I the cre- yeah about creative flow? First of all, is he Irish? Yeah, he's Irish. I'm obsessed with him. He's great. He's amazing. The isn't piano he? background. Oh, his his voice. Everything about him is just you yeah. know. Shout out Blind Boy. You're beaut. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I've ever experienced creative flow. <gasps> I said this to the students. They were asking me, we were talking about it. And I don't know if I've ever experienced it. You need to try an Adderall. But yeah, so basically alpha waves, like they're neural oscillations that occur naturally. But these, when there's like the sound version, it helps your brain get into those states. Okay. So alpha, yeah, calm, creativity, like absorbing new info is easier um and you're like physically and emotionally relaxed so that's like the center of the brainwave spectrum and then delta waves and then that's like loss of bodily awareness and that occurs when you're like like in deep sleep and repair modes um so when i get acupuncture they sometimes play alpha waves sometimes play delta waves you do so much how do you actually have the time to do anything else I don't know. I, don't I overschedule know. myself. You really do. I mean, the fact that I've got you here now sat at the table is, you know, damn side. It's a near miracle if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, it's just good to have background noise and oh, for, for many sure, different for sure. reasons. And also the video element, <laughs> um, it, it shows... I don't know, just nice, pleasing, maximalist environments. And that's refreshing when so much of modernity is just ugly architecture and refinement yeah. culture. Yeah. And these places give you something else. Yeah. Um, and yeah. No, it makes complete sense. My top three that I, I could share with you um um, there's a library ambience, which is some somebody commented the top comment, and I see it every time I log on. Log on. How old am I? Sign in. So, when I sign in, MSN Messenger, um, is the top comment was written by someone that says, "Wow, the only library ambience video that doesn't sound like sizzling bacon." And I really <laughs> resonate with that. Yeah, sometimes they're really bad. They're awful. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that one. Um. I like, there's one, the new one for me, which is about Atlantis. It's like Atlantis. The lost sea, the yeah. lost city. Because sea. also, this is another thing that I'm obsessed with. Uh, the ancient wonders of the world. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, Colossus of Rhodes, you know, the gardens of Babylon, all that sort of stuff. Um, and the third one, I think, is one about an astronomer's house. Oh yeah, and like Cabinet of Curiosities. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Again, 
all maximalist spaces, yeah. books, mm. Persian rugs. But, you know, we were sort of, I sort of touched on this earlier where I said to you that I went to somebody's house and it made me a bit sad. I am a curator, but I'm not a curator in, you know, in a photography sense at all, but I am a curator of my surroundings. Yeah, it's it's so important to mm. make your space yeah. feel welcoming like you want it yeah. to feel like you're entering the womb if we want I to can't go that relate. Far. i was a cesarean so i never came oh i never came out the birth canal but you were in the womb well there are multiple sources that might dispute that but yes really? no i was my dad always says i wasn't born i was quarried I mean, that's kind of radical. It is so radical, isn't I it? I can respect that. Yeah, I was quarried. That's actually really hard. It's kind of innovative. Yeah. It's kind of trailblazing of you. But there's something, I feel like you can sort of relate to this as well, that, you know, being toughened by your parents when you're younger, you know, I am I am twice the woman I am now because I was fucking conditioned from an age. Mom and dad really yeah. pulled through. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to our makers. Shout out to our makers. Now, listen. Let's Can you lead us out with a fake ad? And now, as always, a word from our sponsors. Come down to the Tolkien's Tavern at nightfall, where I'll be your barmaid for the evening. Maybe there'll even be a prescription amphetamine or two. <laughs> We're open each moon and each harvest for a select time. But time doesn't really exist. See you there. So next source of inspiration, the labor of the months, and it includes 12 scenes mm -hmm. of rural activities during the year. Um, and it was a big theme in medieval and Renaissance art. So basically it depicts um, a different work activity based on each month of the year yeah um and basically yeah we can go by i say basically so much okay just realizing that but basically, anyway basically like <laughs> but when when you talk to me i want to talk how you talk it's that's what happens you mirror so someone's language. i absolutely know that luke will comment on the fact that like you're adapting like no like when you leave like the time that i spend with you today and this you know tomorrow the next week i'll be like like listen <laughs> honestly honestly luke like i need to say something because <laughs> you don't understand where i'm coming from but it, i think that's so adorable i also friends think it, like... i think it completely makes sense for your work as well because when i go home to the north not, that's not home for me but mm. it's you know one of my ancestral homes let's say i'm around my aunties and uncles I don't fucking chat like that. Two minutes, I'm like, yeah, we'll go down pool and go to Chipper. Yeah, it's nice. Like, I can't up, help it. Yeah, picking yeah. up the vernacular words. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, okay, so let's go by each month. So, so I actually do have a, a reading up here, which is about March, which I've been looking at a lot, which is from the Trinity College Library in Cambridge. Yeah, so March. Well, they kind of vary, so... Mm. This one says March is for pruning trees or digging. Yeah. Um, so the pruning trees is French. Is it? And the and the yeah, so and the planting and digging is English. The first time I discovered the labor of the months, I was at the William Morris Gallery in Walthamstow. 
And yeah, this gallery is in London and he made, he did a rendition of The Labor of the Months with Philip Webb and Lucy Faulkner in 1862. And it was hand-painted oven glaze on earthenware. And for them, March was woodcutter, woodcutting. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, we can go over all of them according to like this one source. So January is for feasting. February is for sitting by the fire. March, as we just said, we, we can repeat it. But yeah, pruning, trees, digging, or woodcutting. April, planting, enjoying the country, or picking flowers. May is for hawking or courtly love. June is the hay harvest. July is the wheat harvest. August is wheat threshing. September is grape harvest or winemaking. That's my favorite. My birth month. Well, Shout out. It's like, I don't care about your zodiac. What's your labor of the month? <laughs> What's your labor? What's but, your blood but, type? But I saw one. Sorry, finish him before I say what okay. I'm going to say. October is for plowing or sowing. November is gathering acorns for pigs. December is killing pigs or baking. First of all, I'm interested in the time of the month where we're making wine and we're plowing. 100%. That's photos love launch. <laughs> Those are the key Those parts the of key the year. Um, the illuminated manuscripts I saw actually are illustrated with the Zodiac as well. Yeah, so it does relate to yeah, that as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It all comes full circle. But yeah, I guess different renditions kind of vary. So the one at William Morris Gallery, January, they just had like God, God of Beginnings and Endings, mm-hmm. and February was Saint Valentine's. April was flower bearing. June was sheep shearing. So they, some of them sort of varied, but I've given up my sheep shearing. I used to she- shear sheep. Yeah, that's so badass. I used to do it with my dad. That sounds weird, but yeah, we Not used to. Um, yeah, we used to look after our flock and. I've lived a life, you know. I've actually been saying to the students recently that I think they're all in a sort of space of modules have been wrapped up and they're, you know, they're coming out from after Christmas and all that sort of stuff. And I keep saying to them, since you told me about this sort of stuff or said that this is what you were interested in talking about, I've been like, look, we're digging, we're sowing the seeds, like we're, we're, we're readying ourselves for the harvest. You exactly. know, we're coming out of hibernation. Like, take it easy. Thank you. you. Know? Let's do it. Exactly. That's what you, people are just, they put so much pressure on themselves. And I mean, modernity is all about like productivity constantly. And that's yeah. just not very human. That's no. not how we used to live. No. And your productivity varies based on the season, based on the month, and mm. each month can have a specific focus. And mm. I think there's something so that's just so normal. And yeah. to f- be more connected to that way of life feels very grounding. Yeah. It makes me feel more rooted. Yeah. It makes you pay more attention to your immediate environment and mm. whatever country you're living in as well. Because, of course, it's different wherever you are. Yeah. yeah. This is specific to certain part of the world the isles let's yeah say. let's say it's the isles yeah um the anglo-celtic isles oh <laughs> sexy not no the Brit- I, not I, the british isles just saying um <laughs> and it just makes you think of time in a completely different way and i guess i can speak about time discipline which i think is so corrosive like yeah. being a slave to the clock observing the clock all the time yeah it gives you it just puts me on edge and that's why i really like also 
not if I can have a day or a weekend where I just don't need to adhere to time, yeah, as in minutes and seconds and hours, just you're in a completely different reality. But I do think that you're I'm really giving you a lot of compliments, okay? This Lay is the last this is the last up. one, okay. Thank you. You have are you Virgo? I am. Yeah. You have the the combined intelligence and then the the stubborn nature of a Virgo, which means that you can live those weekends without time. Mm. And as much as I think I'm some sort of bohemian, chaotic spirit. A layabout. Oh, if I get up after 10 a.m., the loathing is there. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. and, and it is interesting that we're sort of... When you were saying that about, you know, the time and everything, I'm thinking of this this phrase, you know, false gods. Mm-hmm. And it is a false god, isn't it? You oh, know, yeah. Time and the societal structure of like even down to uh, I'm fasting sort of at the moment. And this I'm laughing because <laughs> I'm not doing very well. But this idea of eating three meals a day, you know, it's all... Specific to time, yeah. yeah you have to yeah. be like, is it, has it been 16 hours? Yeah. Like, can I now? Yeah, yeah, and you're down to the seconds, yeah. and you're like, okay, now I could probably eat that meal, mm. or now I have to finish this meal yeah. by a certain time, yeah. otherwise everything's thrown off. Yeah. And it's just like, it makes one neurotic. Do you know, the, the time in photography that really distresses me is the time developing a film. You know, when yeah, you're developing film in a tank. so specific. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing up, but like... If I'm not getting that out and, and it's into the fix, like I'm about to go into cardiac arrest. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. like a truck. Like, it's yeah. just horrible. Oh, yeah. my God. And it's like, there's a time and place for keeping track of the time, of course, but to then counteract it with just time is not important. It's not a factor in yeah. this moment is just so nice. And again, I think that relates to creative flow. Yeah. That happens when I just time to is not, not a factor. To not feel like you need to adhere to these societal. hmm Yeah. And also just how different cultures have different measurements of time. Yeah. You know, you can refer to like something that happened as, you know, that was four floods ago or three summers ago. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I really do. So it's such a different yeah. way of yeah. looking at, how things have passed and when they occurred yeah there's something really refreshing about yeah looking at time and in, in, from an alternative perspective and i guess a hot tip i would recommend is putting your analog clock on on your macbook you can easily switch between the digital clock and the analog clock right. you really have to pay more attention to really decipher the time yeah so when it's on like it's just you don't really notice it so it's like i don't really ever notice the time because it's, it's more of like a drawing yeah it's more of yeah, a drawing. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. small in the corner yeah. so it's like only if you really really look at it can you like maybe i'll do that no i can't yeah. do that because we need to be out tonight we need to be out time. yeah but just like on certain days like yeah. or if it even if it's like a half a day where it doesn't matter Really recommend. And also now with like the new iOS update, I mean, Androids are ahead of the game because I think on an Android, you can put an analog clock on your lock screen. But you're on commission. (laughs) No, I have an an iPhone. (laughs) iOS is trash as well, like Google search. You can only have a digital clock on your lock screen. Garbage. But they did have an You have to remember you are talking to somebody who has a tattoo from, there's a quote by Steve Jobs. Okay, goodbye. But <laughs> well, moving on from him. Um It's actually from Electricity no, Electronics magazine in the eighties, but You had your moment. It's okay. Listen, you forgive uh, you. Yeah, man. 
But with the new iOS update, you can have multiple lock screens. So yeah, yeah. You can have like a weekend one yeah, or a uh, non-time specific one where you can change the time. There's like three different options. You can change it to an Arabic clock, Arabic Indic, or Bev Bevanagari. Ooh, I don't know if I'm okay. pronouncing it right, but whatever they are. I can't read them. I don't know what it says. So if I just switch to it, you don't know what time it is. Holy shit. No. Yeah. So, yeah, you can switch to those and um, black out from the Last hours. time, well, I said I wasn't going to call anyone out by name on this podcast. However, Sahai, mm-hmm. she infamously puts her chair, her work desk chair, into weekend mode. When at the end of the week, so how does that work? It lowers, I think, and then she puts the back. Queen, so love that. Yeah, queen, she gets it. Go, yeah. yeah. So basically, I guess the basically, um, the summary here is: don't look at the clock. Don't look at the clock, and also have there's there's different type types of ugh, different parts of the year that can be dedicated to different things, yeah. like especially in a creative practice, you know. Um, yeah winter it's fine to hibernate yeah um summer it's fine to be more whimsical there there is a sort of photo season clock as well isn't there yeah yeah. you've got like photo london and all and you know you know all these things that happen in the summer and that's the time to be alive and to socializing and yeah yeah and then we sort of you know september for me is like the start of the academic year we we close you know sort of back mm-hmm. down but then my favorite time is the run up to christmas yeah exactly the feast yeah 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 and yeah it's like we all participate to an extent but i think when you just have like a normal 9 to 5 job after yeah. school and all of that um you're definitely less attuned to the changing yeah. seasons and so to, to be mindful of it yeah to be mindful of it I'm really excited to come round to your house and your children will be running feral and I'll say, when's, the din- when's dinner? And you'll say, go outside and check the sundial. Exactly. Where is the position of the sun in the sky? Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Um, and, and you'll say, go, go and bring the hog in. The hog needs to be slaughtered for, for the meal. And I'll say, <laughs> well, I wore my best Jimmy Choo's here and there's sawdust all over the fucking floor. Well, get your shoes off and go to the stamp on the grapes <laughs> to get the wine ready, okay? Go and get the damn grapes, Laura. We don't need those Jimmy Choo's anyway. Can I just say that I haven't had a chance to, because uh, I, I don't know if you've realised this, but I like to make this all about myself. As it should be. Hostess with the most. Thank you. Um, now, I, I sort of had prepared to talk about this, but I don't know if you know much about Ancestry.com. But I'm more of a 23andMe guy. Oh, of course you fucking are. My ancestry, my Irish ancestry has dropped again. Your percentage has dropped. Because yeah. the more data they get, the yeah. more accurate and it gets. Yeah, and I hate it because it was at 43%. I'm so sorry to hear yeah. that. Yeah, and, and the Welsh has taken over the Irish. Oh, Celtic nation's battling it, it out. It really is. Like, so I am sorry. a Celtic battle. <gasps> I, I mean, know. at least it's another Celtic nation. I know. And and now, like, my... And then it's also included, like, some sort of Scandinavian, um, like, Sweden and Denmark. And I'm like, wow, this really is, like... Because when I was watching the Irish history video, they were talking about the Vikings. The Viking invasion. Yeah. The and pillaging. And I feel like, <sighs> what's going on here? You're an amalgamation, and it's working for you, though. Oh, I'm really scared. But one of the things that I'd like to achieve in the next sort of 
12 to 18 months is I want to go to my ancestral home, which is the the Bera Peninsula. So it's the most southern tip of Ireland. Yeah, that's that's like incredible. Yeah, I'm really I'm really into it, and I want to like make a lot. Of, I want to make some work over there. But um, wild and rugged. Yeah, you should. Well, yeah, and I want to read you this this little bit, which is in in 1775. You know, it does this little like history of this area, the home of the outlaws and the rebels. Adds up. It's on brand. It's, it's completely on brand. The remote regions of Munster, which is where I'm from. Um, the boggy highlands of Limerick were the ideal refuge for the Irish outlaws who rebelled against their British rulers. They were super into preserving their history there, which I really love. Um, the only thing that's making me a little bit concerned is, and this is where I think I, I understand why my percentage is dropping, dairy farming was a big thing for them. You're not a butter girl? This year I've actually become lactose intolerant. So I think butter's fine, though, for people. <laughs> Am I making that up? No, no, no. I, no, no, it is. Yeah, but because like, there's A1 casein and then there's A2 casein. But like dairying, this is the term they're mm. using, dairying. That's milk. That's difficult for you. It's really difficult for me. I'm an oat milk gal. Oh, no. Not good for me. You need to have the oat milk that doesn't have seed oil in it. Just Don't saying. start. Okay, I won't get into it. Oh, God. Um, Let's go from the southernmost tip of Ireland. And let's get on a flight, Aer Lingus. Aer Lingus Aer Lingus, only. Uh, to Osaka. Is, was he born in Osaka? Yeah, we've arrived in Osaka. And then he moved to Tokyo. Give it me. Daido Moriyama. He created an image and it's called Memory. Is your picture that He's you my picture. would like to live in. Yeah. And it was actually made in 2012. Yeah, I saw that and I thought that's pretty. That's kind of wild. I thought it would have been older i saw his when i was at parry photo if you don't mind parry photo is amazing it's like yeah, the pilgrimage that we it's all a bit, love it's a bit corporate for me you know do you know what i don't like about it is that like when you go to polycopies the boat it was basically bristol upon the river yeah you know on the seine yeah it literally seine? was yeah. bristol on the seine like uh, everybody le seine um, everybody from Bristol was there. It's so cozy. And you're like, oh, my friend's doing this. You know, my friend's doing this. They've got this. They, you know, da, 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 da. Like even a couple of the students I knew were working on like the stalls. You go Parifanto. No one gives a fucking shit who you are. Yeah, I feel you. Anyway. When the satellite events are where it was happening. Of course. What was the other satellite event before we went out with, uh, you know what I'm talking Wait, about? Yeah, with the, with the Marilyn with the Paradise. Yeah. Oh my God! No. You, what was the event? You orchestrated that. I did orchestrate that. So we met Michael from Paperwork. Paperwork. There yeah, we go. At Offprint. Yeah, yeah. Offprint. That's where it was. And you started chatting to him because you were both New Yorkers. Represent. Yeah. And then we went to Marilyn Paradise's book launch. Who was a sex worker photographer. Yeah. Great woman. Uh -huh. Fantastic. Like, do you, I? I. It's so ingrained in my mind. Dan and Luke's face when she walked in. Charles like, Literally, I remember she had like this patent dress on mm -hmm. and these heels. And she said something about like free Cronenbergs at the bar. And you could see that Luke and Dan's Christmases had all come at once. <laughs> they were like, I don't know who these bitches are that we came with, but they can fuck off. And then we went to that Cuban bar. We went to the Cuban bar. And run by a former criminal. Yeah. Teenage and we, criminal. And they, I remember them saying explicitly to us, 
that we could only pay in cash. And oh. we said we only had card. But they ordered drinks for us anyway. Yeah, we made it work. We made it work. And we only could have the the drink with rum and sugar. Yeah, it was like a shot glass or yeah. shooter glass with yeah. rum and sugar in a teaspoon. It was quite the time. So yeah. Perry Photo can be wonderful if you go to all the satellite yeah. events. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to know who to run with. Yeah. Yeah. And we found our people. We found our people. When I was in a wee undergrad. A wee undergrad? Studying environmental design. I did a class that was taught by two professors. One was an art history professor. One mm. was urban planning. Mm. So the class was both. Okay. And it was called Reinventing Tokyo. And I started from the Edo period to like now. And you got an overview um, from both perspectives. And that was when I was introduced to the photographer, Dido Mariama. And I think mm -hmm. it was his work that really set me up yeah. uh, to be a photographer. To it's be everything. A, yeah. To be a, a photographic artist. Um, lens-based artist. A lens -based it's a very Bristol thing to say. Yeah. So South. I got that from Sean. Yeah. Lens-based artist. Yeah, his work, it just like his his life story, um, his work, it just, it all clicked for me. Yeah. So I think he just really has a special place in my heart. I guess I can tell a little bit of his backstory. He was born, I think, seven or eight-ish years before the fire bombings that destroyed the city of Tokyo. Um, and after World War II, it just changed drastically because there was an American occupation there and there was like the Americanization and modernization of this city that was just being rebuilt. So the cultural identity was just not all there. Yeah. And the people were, were lacking this unifying story and experience. Yeah. And it's a country from the West, uh, also just, you know, very different. Yeah. Um, and they were just kind of taking over the city. Um, and obviously a metropolis. Mm. So things just turned really gritty. Things were being built fast. There was just like decay, sadness, grieving, um, all of that. It and sort of makes complete sense to me that you would like this because it's a country that's so far ahead but so rooted in tradition yeah and heritage and yeah and heritage and, and and understanding of you know they have a particularly challenging geography yeah you know with where they sit um so it makes complete sense to me that you would resonate with this type of work yeah and he moved to the city and was figuring out his life and his role as a photographer and his, I, I think he really pioneered the whole like snapshot aesthetic and mm. also photography being a vessel for like your emotional health as well. Like yeah. how he was psychologically is like just very much reflected in his work. So he was struggling with being an outsider in the city and feeling very alienated in this urban environment that yeah. was destroyed and like unclear where it stood at the time and he also 
said photos are like shadows, which makes me think of Jung and the shadow and just kind of being in touch with your darker nature. Yeah. The photo that I'm thinking of. I've got it here in front of me. Yeah. It makes complete sense to me that you would like this one. Yeah. I think about, now, I can't pronounce this properly, so you're going to have to tell me. How do I pronounce this this series? Bretzel and Boxty and Bagels. Okay, so you, thank you. <laughs> so you have a you have a picture here. Do you know which one I'm going to compare it to? I actually don't. So the pretzel. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, oh my I, god. Yeah. Heads up. I remember you actually messaging me and saying, Do you know anywhere where I can get these nails from? Yeah. The photo she's referring to are these hands holding yeah, a bagel. A bret uh, a bretzel. A bretzel. A German pretzel. Oh yeah, pretzel. why did I say bagel? Yeah, it's a pretzel, isn't it? It's a German pretzel and I'm wearing these crazy acrylic nails that have um Celtic knots on them, but then the color scheme is red, white, and blue yeah. for America. I'll put it up. And he loves that flash, doesn't he? He does. So the photo, I can describe the photo. So it's a woman's hand. She has actually- I will bit, share it. Yeah. She has really nice nails. It's black and white. Three of her fingers are inside a glass. Mm. It's a, The water is clear, but maybe there is, maybe it's liquor. We don't know. Yeah. And there's some kind of plant in the glass as well, but it's a drinking glass and it's on a table- and it's likely it's at night like everything in the background is dark there's you could see yeah. like glasses on the table and another glass so it's giving nightlife energy and it's playful sensuous mysterious oh my god and you see i mean there's water there's flesh earth all of that and it's all your elements all of my elements and i think his work just makes you it just makes me think of like the buddhist perspective of being okay with darkness and yeah. suffering and yeah. how that's just inevitable and yeah. you have to make peace with that and yeah obviously struggling with depression and anxiety for most of my adult life um just being okay with it and not letting it like define you but also not trying to run away from it and just being playful even though you know, you still will have this darkness in you, yeah. but that's not all of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And I tried to touch on that on the last episode where in the when I was talking about the gays, and it's this idea of like, yeah, relishing in 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 this idea of the 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 wrong and the sad and the you know, and and I find it really difficult to explain why I resonate with Japanese photography so mm. much. Yeah, because all I. Noises is the only thing that I think about in my head when mm -hmm. I think of, I'm just like oh yes like I get it like it makes sense it's just to me. chaotic it's yeah, frenzied it just, it's sexy yeah, it just fits they really like, got it down so absolutely. well Japanese photography is yeah just unbelievable yeah and you know furthermore with with Moriyama he just really spiraled in the city and it you can see it in his work so there was a time where his work just became totally abstract grainy gritty bizarre mm. and it was because he was just feeling so terrible yeah and then he left the city to go to the countryside and experience a pre-western pre-modern japanese world mm. and get in touch with japanese he got in touch with japanese heritage and that was very restorative are to you him. moriyama 
I, I like, I'm like, am I Moriyama? Like, I honestly, like, I mean, he's the Celtic Moriyama, the Celtic Moriyama, not to gas myself up, but like, his just his life story. I think I'm he like, might be rebranding. It really resonates with yeah. me, yeah. And it, he just had a genuine desire to experience heritage mm. as a way to heal from just being alienated in a city yeah. that was just so chaotic and being tampered with. And yeah. also, he had this really long infamous hiatus from his work yeah and that was okay and it was because he was experiencing anguish and artistic conflicts and for me yeah like i'm i guess i've been in a bit of a hiatus and mm. there's a lot of guilt with that but i'm like i look at him and i'm like he had a yeah. super long hiatus it was fine you come back when you're ready yeah and the thing is we we always put pressure on ourselves and maybe this goes back to the labor of the month exactly. which is you know we can we always really be in creation mode it's fine because, to take a break, yeah. Yeah, and, and even I was thinking with the podcast, I was thinking, you know, you know, is this, is this weird little dichotomy? I don't know if that's the right word, but where people are going to hear me talking about lots of other people's work and talking about the inner workings of my own work and, you know, referencing things that aren't highbrow and, you know, and I don't think it's a secret that, you know, I try and be funny and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And, and whether I will still have that edge of making work that is, you know, thought provoking and and I don't want to say edgy. I kind of do want to say it though, you know, and and say it. you know, dark and all this sort of stuff. Because I wonder whether people are able to cope with that multifaceted depiction of myself which is the fact that i am capable of making this work that is you of know of course near chaos and you know devastation but i'm also able to come on here and talk about phil mitchell and <laughs> you know i don't know i think yeah i think we're cut from the same cloth in, yeah in that way where humor is very important to us yeah. and like our personalities and stuff but then the work doesn't always necessarily it doesn't need to, to be have, funny yeah no, no no none of my work is funny no i mean the sad clown yeah. theory right like yeah. sad girl theory yeah. as well and also i the, a lot of the time i see it instagram i see it in an instagram world which is i don't post funny things i put funny things on my story exactly the story not is for the grid for, yeah the story is for my friends the grids for photo editors Absolutely. let's not get it you know <laughs> let's not get tree. it yeah <laughs> let's not get it twisted um but yeah um like yeah just thinking i'm turning 30 this year and all right let's not put me in my coffin. sorry no, let's not think about time right now and measurements of time tell me how old you are in floods in floods <laughs> 700 floods how um, many wheat seasons yes wheat yeah. seasons exactly <laughs> um i don't know yeah and then just thinking about death and then but life as well because you're in yeah. a we're in we are actually in a similar headspace which is I don't think it's either the secret of either of us that, you know, we we want to have babies. Yeah, exactly. Thinking about, you know, making a human. I want them purely because I need some interns for the potty. A hundred percent. Yeah. And we you need, need them to operate the sundial. But yeah, the photo really is like there's darkness and there's playfulness. Yeah. And I think that just really sums it up. And there's a sensuality there, which mm. I think is important to like my livelihood and feeling good and desired and mm. um i don't know i guess i keep joking that i'm in like my really vain era but Babe, you've been in your vain era since i met you <laughs> no i was like a tomboy like, are like, you like, mad sorry 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 maybe not no that was that was berlin that was before were you or were you not the person who gave me medicated retinol from a 
Paris pharmacy. That's true. <laughs> I can confirm. Okay, sorry. But yeah, I don't know. Sensuality and just I've like... Been a, we're going to pick this apart later because I can't wait to tell this to the group. I'm now in my vein. What the fuck have you been doing before this? <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's. Okay. You're right. You're right. But okay. I I have been mean for a while. But yeah, I don't know. The no, photo... but I know what you mean though because there is there is... There's almost like permission to relish in that with age, mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. Like I'm just, yeah. I'm feeling the most confident and like myself yeah. that I have been. Like I have not peaked. And mm. yeah, I think just the photo has these elements that I think are all very important in life, which is, yeah, darkness and sensuality, mm. playfulness, and then feeling rooted by the earth, yeah. water, Flora, fauna. Can I ask if you're <laughs> flora? Fauna. There's no fauna, and I guess a human is the fauna, the human hand. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. There's like the nightlife. There's earth, and then um, like cheekiness. Cheekiness. Let's not call it your vain era. Let's call it the time where you're relishing in your appearance and your <laughs> sort of your your feminine persona. Yeah. Do you think that's linked to your hiatus in photography? my god i never thought of it that well i'm not way. saying it is I'm just... it could be i'm not a tortured artist at the moment well you I'm haven't been making... taking a lot of pictures of yourself either i haven't yeah you're right self-portraiture should yeah. we bring it back i mean yeah it could be linked yeah i'm taking a break from being too i saw a quote once it was i think it was in an exhibition about like sort of post-war german photography mm. i think and there was this artist that put forward this idea that we we photograph uh, outwardly when we're feeling all right, and we photograph inwardly when we're not. That adds up. And I wonder whether you know it could be linked. You might have the sort of Lana Del Rey complex. I'm pretty when I cry. <laughs> sad you know? girl theory. Yeah. yeah, sad girl. Sad I girl. Can't... I agree. Is that what you want to finish? I think so. I think we covered it all. What a journey. Um. I, um, well, we're going to do an outro. How do we go about that? So I'm going to say thank you. It was an honor. Was it? It really was. Oh my God. It just, I feel so at home with you. Uh, in the tavern. In the tavern, in your hearth, in your womb. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my, uh, plot twist. You can subscribe on OnlyFans for the womb footage. <laughs> That's not now. Um, in a couple of floods time, you'll come back. Absolutely. Yeah. Two moons, In four harvests and a flood and you'll be back. I'll be right back here. Um, where can people find you? So my Instagram handle is ClarMC, so C-L-A-R-M-C. And then my website, if yeah. people still go on those. Yeah, they do. It's just myname.com. So Clartilgans. Yeah, don't say myname.com. Sorry, sorry. Clartilgans.com. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. Please do get in contact with me um, on Instagram, aka photoslut. And uh, email is aka photoslut at gmail.com. Please tell your friends. And please leave a review. 